0: Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Teaching Tales. I am Brent Coley your host and joining me today is my good friend and amazing educator, the one, the only, Tim Bedley. Hi. How are you Tim? (laughs) Doing great. Fantastic. Thanks for uh, allowing me to talk to your huge audience. To mom and dad. (laughs) Say say hi to mom and dad. Hi mom and dad. (laughs) Alright. So, well, thank you. Again, I know I tapped you right away and said, Hey, Tim, you got to come and tell some stories, because I know you got some good ones, and thank you for agreeing. Tim, for those who don't know about your awesomeness, tell our listeners a little about yourself. About my awesomeness? You can talk about it.
1: <laughs> I'll talk about your awesomeness. You just give us a little background it was, there's about There's nothing to tell. No. Um, well, I'm a fifth grade teacher. I teach in Lake Elsinore, and uh, I'm in my 29th year of teaching been teaching since I was six, so yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> since nice... I'm only 35 You, you look amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, train teachers. I uh, make kids music, educational music, and uh rock, rock, Rocking the standards, rockin right? Rocking the standards, yep. With no G. With no G.
0: Rocking no G. Rocking <laughs> rockin the standards with no G. Yep. And you do some amazing stuff. I remember a few years ago, I came and Got to spend a day in your classroom, your your gallery learning, the whole whiteboards. Tell just briefly, tell tell people about that.
1: Well, about what um, you do. yeah, a few years ago, a colleague of mine said, "Come check out, you know what I'm doing with my kids," and he had whiteboards all around his walls. And I'm like, "What is that <clears> thing <throat> called?" Uh, it's awesome, you know. I just saw the engagement level and the feedback and everything, and I I googled it. I couldn't find much of anything. There was a something on PBS or something about it. And that was about it. So I thought, well, if there's nothing out there, then I'm going to create ideas for myself and, uh, you know, collaborate with other people. And so that's what I've been doing the last few years is just coming up with ways to, uh, now, now, you know, now that you have whiteboards all over your walls, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to, How is that going to impact your teaching and your kids? And so, uh, yeah, just been coming up with all kinds of ideas and sharing them with other people on, awesome. on how to engage your students with a, a whiteboard-lined classroom. Yeah. Because the kids are up, they're moving, they're they're constantly, uh, the
0: blood is flowing in yeah. their legs and their. I mean, it, it, it was it was awesome to to watch.
1: So. The main thing is you know is just being able to have instant feedback all the time. Yeah, and I actually I had an experience of using it for a while and then for some reason I didn't do it one day. Had the kids like sitting on the floor in a little group. And it drove me nuts. I realized how much I appreciated it because I was like, "I want to see what you're you doing. I want to see feedback. what you're doing." I, I, you see every step along the way, which mm-hmm. is different than having the kids write on a whiteboard on their desk and then hold it up yeah. and show it to you. Yeah, it's, you, it's truly formative. It's when, it's when they're forming their answers. Yes, you yeah. can tell when somebody's stuck instantly. You can give them feedback right away. I can stand in the middle of the room with my laser and. Point at stuff and just give them real quick feedback, and you know, just get lots of kids. Uh, and you went, you just went to ones.
0: Home Depot or something yep. like that, and
1: yeah, Lo- so. Home Depot, Lowe's. I think I went to Lowe's, and uh, the boards are cheap. Had them cut them for me there, and uh, screwed them onto the wall, and asked for forgiveness after they were on the wall. So <laughs> awesome, awesome.
0: Well, Tim, stories, and when we talked about, hey, what do you what do you want to talk about? Um, Kind of our theme for this broadcast is we're going to tell our stories about how we got into education, how we became a teacher, so because not everybody has the same path into the career of education as others, so why don't you start? Tell, okay,
1: tell, tell us how how did you become a teacher, Tim Bedley? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Actually, my dad is a well known educator, won the PTA National Educator of the Year, and so I think what that did for me was make me not want to be a teacher. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> and so I was uh, going down the path of business. I I, organ- I liked organizing things. I liked running my own little businesses growing up and in playing, you know, yeah. as a kid. And so I thought, that's what I want to do. So I I majored in business marketing, uh, got out of school, and uh, had a job right out of college that I was working for a financial planner. Now, I was always one of these, you know, A, B students, uh, did uh, oldest child in the family, did everything by the book and, you know, how I was supposed to do it. And I was sat down by my boss at the financial planner after a few months, and they said, we're going to let you go. And hmm. I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm Tim Bedley. You don't fire <laughs> Tim Bedley. You know, it's, <laughs> that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Did you not get the memo. Yeah. So, um, I, I won't get go into the whole story. I didn't do anything wrong. They, I just wasn't the person that they wanted for sure. to groom into becoming uh, the next planner in their in their company. Sure. So uh, that led me to get a job working for a tape adhesives sandpaper and safety supplies company. Uh, doesn't that just sound like me? You know, <laughs> selling those things oh, to come, oh, to yeah. manufacturers. Oh wow. And so uh you know, I was having a good time. I'm sitting at a desk. I got a mile of catalogs in front of me and I'm answering the phone and I'm learning the products and and they the Tony Veroni Tony Veroni, my my boss comes to me one day and says Uh, You know, the reason we hired you is because you have your degree, and so we want to send you out into the field because we want you to work your way into management. So, sitting behind the desk and taking orders, that's not why we hired you. We can hire anybody to do that. We want you to work your way into management. So, I'm like, oh, okay. I I had some sales jobs before that, and I absolutely hated them. Uh, I'm not real good with rejection. So (laughs) And and in sales... The majority of your calls are going to be rejection. Right? Totally, totally. So he's like, okay, you're going to go out there. Here's your kit you know, of uh, supplies, and you're going to go meet with the uh, purchasing agents and tell them about our tapes and you know, all these things that I was so passionate about, glue and stuff like that. <laughs> Riveting stuff. Too. Yeah. Riveting. And so <clears throat> um, I get out there, and I didn't even want to – I mean, I'd walk in with my kit, my sales case or whatever and the guard at the front you know the secretary looks at you and of course this minute everybody sees you their head drops and they're like "Oh, another salesman here, come, yeah. here comes a salesman and I didn't want to be that guy sure and so I, I I just started like going to these little tiny businesses where somebody would actually talk to me yeah but I'm not gonna make any money doing that I gotta sell the big companies I was dreading my job I just I did not want to wake up every day and go to work Uh, and so one day, this is, I mean, literally it happened like this Sunday morning, I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking now my wife, who's a teacher is making $10,000 more a year than I'm making. Hmm. And she is now on her spring break Uh and I'm working (laughs) and I get my two weeks off a year. Why did I never, ever think of becoming a teacher? I mean, it didn't cross my mind because I think I was just you know, subconsciously avoiding following in dad's uh, footsteps. Wasn't even an option because... Wasn't even an option. <clears throat> so literally I just woke up that morning and I looked at my wife and I said, I want to be a teacher. And she's like, what? <laughs> i like, yeah, I want to be a teacher. You know, I used to be a youth pastor. I like working with kids. I worked for the YMCA and the after school program. This sounds like a cool thing. So the next, oh, the next day actually that day, I think, I called my old boss from college, my painting boss, and I said, "Uh, I'm thinking about going back to school and getting my credential. This isn't about February or March, you know. Uh And uh, right after I got married, you know, great time to be switching careers, right? (laughs) And uh, I said, can I work part-time for you while I'm going to school? Hey, no problem. Okay, I got that ducking, you know, I got that lined up. Uh, So then, like, maybe Tuesday of that week... We had we made an appointment and went to UCI where my wife got her credential. went me, me, went there and met with a counselor and lo and behold, the day before was the beginning of the new quarter. So I woke up the day before the quarter started and decided I wanted I want to be a teacher. teacher. Did is you that, start? The, did you? Is start, that crazy? Did you start the next day? So no, no, because okay. I, I met with her on like Tuesday or Wednesday okay. or something. And she's like, well, the quarter started um, Monday, but and you'll have already missed a class or two, but it's no big deal. And then my dad actually, you know, the whole Gene Bedley thing came in handy sure. at this point little in name, time. Because she gets, she's like, I've got a, uh, an intern position down in uh, Dana Point. Hang on a second. She gets on the phone, the counselor does. She calls, I got Gene Bedley's son up here, and he wants to be a teacher. And Send him on down. I'm like, okay, sweet. So I go into work the next day, and I said, I'm going to go back to school. I'm giving you my two-week notice. They said, oh, well, we don't want a salesman, a short-timer salesman out there in the field. You're fine. You can just leave today. And so I'm like, okay. Thank you very much. So by that Friday... I woke up Sunday, right, deciding I was going to be a teacher. By that Friday, I was in the classroom in Dana Point starting my observations. The following week, I was starting my classes and on my way to becoming a teacher. And then the following fall, so this is like, I don't remember exactly, February or March. The the next fall, I was in the classroom with my own class making half of a teacher's salary and uh, loving every minute of my job, wow. working until eight o'clock at night, and never looked back. I've never had a single day where I've woke. I've I've heard this from so many teachers. No regrets. No regrets. I've never woke up in the morning and thought, "I'm dreading going to work today." Mm. And I was dreading every day I went to work trying to sell sandpaper wow. and, and glue. So it was the timing was just unbelievable. So I want to know how you got into teaching
0: well it 's funny, as you were telling that story i 'm thinking like now mine was not exactly the woke up one day and became a teacher that friday <laughs> but but being a teacher was never something I really considered as an option. I wanted to be a computer programmer, really growing up, yep, I remember especially I was a junior in high school, and they had one of those career days, and our next door neighbor was a computer programmer, and I remember shadowing him going to his business and and thinking like oh yeah this is this is totally what i, I want to do when people ask me why why are you a teacher the short answer is because i couldn't do calculus <laughs> that's that's the short answer because when i got to i went to the jc went to palomar college doing, doing my my ge there and i was going to i was on the track to 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 transfer to ucsd into their computer science program to do so, I had to take four semesters at Palomar of calculus, just at the JC. And calculus wasn't my thing. I, I, and in all fairness, I, wasn't, I was more interested in beach volleyball and things like that at the time. So Girls? I'm, well, yes, that too. <laughs> okay. That too. But, but I, I was not putting 100% of my energies into my calculus studies. But first semester, I got a D. Second semester, I took I took it again. Or not even second semester. I took that class over. I got a B. Second semester comes around. So the second class, I take it again. Got another D. And I remember thinking, I don't have time to take everything twice. <laughs> I can't. And you don't seem like a D student. Uh, right? <laughs> I, I, I was like you. I was, I was yeah. an A and B student. Yeah. I was an A and B student. But I really had to work at calculus. And I remember kind of going back to you. You woke up that one day like I'm going to be a teacher. I so vividly remember sitting in the living room with my mom and dad and talking about this. Because teaching was never something it was never really an option, not because I mean my mom was a teacher, but I didn't avoid it because my mom was a teacher. My dad has taught uh, Sunday school and, and, and taught in the church his whole life too. Yeah, but that, episode 6. That's right. Episode <laughs> 6 had my dad so very good conversation. A teacher in a different yeah. in a different classroom. But uh, I remember sitting and talking with him. It's like, well, maybe I should be. Maybe, maybe teaching could be something I could do. I'd always, in school, thought teaching would be fun. Like, You know those times you're in a you know, math class or whatever, and the teacher is <laughs> explaining something, and the kids aren't getting it? Yeah. And you're thinking... You just need to say say it this way, and the kid, I remember, kind of arrogantly, as a sixteen year old kid, thinking if he only said it this way, yeah. he would understand it. So I always thought it would be fun, but it was never an option because, doggone it, I'm going to be a computer programmer, and you're going to make good money. I'm going to make, and good, m- make good money. Teachers <laughs> don't make. I'm going to make good money. Yeah. but I couldn't do the calculus. And I remember sitting with my with my mom and dad in that living room, and I remember what my dad saying. He said, "Bren, if that's what you want to do, absolutely." Then, then I mean, we're going to support you with that. Meaning, meaning computer programming, but but understand, this is at the JC. You're going to be going up. The competition that you're going to be, you're going to be going up against kids who roll out of bed and do live calculus. calculus they, yeah. they, 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 it is a breeze to them. And I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying, do you want to do it? Is that what you want to do? And at that point, I said, No, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm gonna be a teacher. Very very similar. I was like, you know what, that's it. I'm gonna be a teacher. It was the first day of the semester, ironically, going back to no your story. Way. It was the it was I it was the first day like I'd already had the first day of the semester. We had this talk that night. I went in the next day and totally changed my major, totally tried to crash a bunch of classes and long story long story, a little shorter, Uh, changed my, and and completely went down a different path, transferred to Cal State Fullerton, a child development major, got my credential, and the rest is history. This is year 21. I taught for 15 years. I mean, year six as an administrator now, and the beauty of it is I'm big, I like ed tech, I like the the. You techno. combined both passions. I, exactly, yeah. Yeah. when I did my classroom website, when I podcasted with kids, and I, I was getting to do both of those things. I was getting to to work with kids, teach which I love, but also get to do that that computer that computer programming. But so, what lesson? Because you didn't well, you didn't again. I think both of our story. I mean, how how often have you heard somebody say like, "Well, I knew I was going to be a teacher when I totally. was I, from. Yeah. I was second grade, and I used to play school at home, and I didn't do that.
1: No, and you didn't. Needed, you didn't do that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I was being prepared in a sense. I mean, I look back now, and I think all the things that I did that, you know, come into play in what I do as uh-huh. a teacher. Yeah, I was definitely being prepared, but uh, it wasn't something I longed for. No, one one of the things that I think is a huge deal for us as teachers is to take somebody like, like my story here and say, well, if I had not gone to college, mm. I would not be a teacher today. Mm. I mean, I have to face that reality. If I would have gone to, you know, and just said, I'm going to go mow lawns and work at whatever and paint, you know, like yeah. I was a painter, yeah. and just be a painter, if I would have woken up on, at 24 years old, and decided after I'm just married and I've got a house payment to make and all that stuff and just said I'm gonna be a teacher the answer is no
0: yeah <laughs> because you haven't done the you have not the prerequisites exactly to, so. so
1: I could cr- switch careers because I jumped through all those hoops and I was willing to do the put the sweat in to get my degree now all of a sudden I've got options yeah I can suck it up for a few months and go paint and Work on, you know, getting my credential, but if I had to go back for five years at that point in time, yeah, there's no way I could have spent sure. five years going back to school. Yeah. So I want the message to my students to be, I mean, you and I both see eye to eye, and I know from your other interviews as well, uh, that college is not the end all for every kid. Mm-mm. And trade school is a great idea. Some people, I mean, some of my most successful friends never went to college. Yep. And that's fine, but that's an anomaly. Yeah. And so I want my students to know, you know, go to college, do the things. You're not going to necessarily know what you want to do until later in life. Mm-hmm. And if you set yourself up for multiple choices and multiple paths by making good decisions, that's the best route that you can go in. Yeah. And I teach my kids all the time that really education gives you choices, it gives you power. That if you're um, if you're 25 years old and you mow lawns or whatever. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. I mean, if somebody wants to do that, and that's how they... I mean, there's I have a land, friend... There's landscape... People who own their own landscaping companies are making more than oh, we are. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, they are. But, I mean, if that's what you're doing and you have no education and you wake up and you say, I want to be a doctor, yeah. that's not going to happen. I don't, I don't want to be a landscape. I don't anymore. want to be a... But if you went to medical school and you wake up and say, I want to mow lawns instead of being a doctor, you mm. can do it. You can do it. Yeah. So you gotta think, think it through, and decide, make decisions that are going to give you the most options down the road. And that's a message that I want to get through to my kids, even at a young age of fifth grade, mm-hmm. that as they're starting to see their future and plan things out, um, you know, make some good decisions yeah. so that you do have that freedom. That if you end up being a Tim Bedley someday and figure out what you want to do at twenty-four, yeah, you can actually do it. So, and you you said that that that. Doing things to prepare
0: you. Before we were before we hit record, we were saying that we were kind of joking that I you said like oh, I'm never going to be a principal, and, and 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 I said that's what I used to say. <laughs> yeah. Yet here I sit as as a principal, and I would have bet the farm when people said, "Oh, you want to be a principal someday? Are you crazy? No, well, no, I, no way. Yeah. I would have bet every cent." every cent in my bank account at the time, no way. Two things that I said I would never do, never go to middle school, and I'll never become an administrator.
1: <laughs> and that's where you started your administrator.
0: I did, yeah. in one fell swoop. My yeah. first leaving the classroom, I went to middle school as an administ- as an assistant principal. And even, it's like, I'm not sure if I wanna be a principal someday, but I look back now, the experiences that I had, those 15 years in the classroom, but also the experiences as an as an assistant principal at the middle school level, at the time because I spent I spent my whole teaching career in elementary, and then to go to a completely new level, oh, yeah, it, it, it was it was a culture shock, and and I experienced things and encountered things that I'd never seen before, <laughs> never experienced before, <laughs> and at the time point. thinking, oh my gosh, what sometimes why am I why am i going through this type thing. So, i think that's that's my lesson learned and my encouragement to anyone listening is if you're going through something whether it's maybe you got changed grade levels. Maybe like, well, i don't i don't i'm a 5th grade teacher and i got moved down to 1st grade. What why did this happen? You never know what is, what this is preparing you for. Totally. Because now that i'm back at the elementary level as a principal, i look back on those 2 years this, as an assistant principal and yes, I encountered some some difficult things, but the growth that I experienced then and yeah. <laughs> things now, I mean, the perspective that I gained. Now, I, I mean, because I dealt with so much there, I now see it here and it's like, that's nothing. I mean, <laughs> whether it's uh, you know, the, the kids are getting a little pushing match or something. That's not a fight, guys. I mean, I, yeah. I, unfortunately, I I saw a few fights, and and perspective it completely prepared me
1: here. Even though at the time,
0: I I, I there's no way that I would have understood it. Yeah, and that so. makes
1: me that makes me think of another um, thing that I I learned from going back. You know, and just thinking back about this is we got to let kids. I'm looking at myself as being a kid, even at you know in college years. We got to let kids fail, go their own path hmm. because what that ends up producing is someone that's got more resolve about where they where they are. So because you spent that time in the middle school, I spent a year in middle school too. I thought, in fact I when I went into the counselor at UCI, I said I want to teach middle school. Because hmm. that's what I did for youth group. Uh-huh. And so that whole first I mean I I waited ten years probably or so before I taught middle school in the public school setting and boy am I glad I did that one year in middle sure. school because now I know for no other... sure that I never want to teach middle school <laughs> whereas for 29 years now I might be thinking hmm there's a middle school opening maybe I should go for that maybe I know without a doubt and I also know without a doubt that I'm I'm not going to go into business I'm not going to go into marketing sure. I'm not going to go into sales I stink at those things and I don't like them Yeah. but if I didn't experience them if somehow my dad would have seen in me because my dad's awesome you know if he would have looked at me and said I can tell that my son would be a good educator, and I should really steer him in that direction. If I would have gone straight into education, or maybe straight into middle school education... You wouldn't have had those
0: other experiences to... No, I'm so
1: glad that I screwed it up along the way, you know. Well, I
0: think I I waited tables in college.
1: Yeah, that's a good experience, For for like
0: five years. And people sometimes raise an eyebrow or laugh when I say that that, waiting tables, was some of the best experience To become a teacher and now an administrator. How so, Brent? Let me tell you. You're constantly dealing with the public. Customers. Because students in the classroom, students are our customers. And the parents. And now (laughs) now students are the customers and the parents. And as often would happen, customers aren't always happy. The food is cold. It's not what they ordered. Something's wrong. And the whole, how am I going to deal with that? How am I going to deal with that? But those days where you came into work and you weren't in the best types of mood, the best mood you're an actor. Yep, I mean, it, it, it. Yep. You have to squash it. You can have the scowl, the frown on your face back in the kitchen, but as soon as you walk out that door and you hit the floor, you better turn that frown around, you better turn it on, smile. Hey, how are we doing today? What can I get for you ladies? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing in same the classroom. The it's the same thing in the classroom. It's the same thing in the office. If I'm having a bad day, Suck it up and <laughs> yeah. fake it. Yeah, it fake it for the kids because that's what's best for them. That's what's best for them. Yeah. And and during recess, if you want to close the door and put your head down and cry, okay, <laughs> because you're having <laughs> that's and, and there were days where oh, yeah. I've done that where we where we've all done that. And again, yeah. now as an administrator, same type of thing. I got a, a, a parent who oh, Mr. Coley, someone wants to speak to you. They're upset about X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Okay. They're, somebody doesn't like their food. Okay. What, how, how do I... How, I got six years of practicing, nearly six years of practicing dealing with... Customers. Customers. <laughs> Happy <laughs> and unhappy customers. Yeah. And now, I mean, it's not the best part of the job, but it's part of the job. Yeah. It's my job yeah. to... Well, to you have to be proficient at that. Or you're not
1: going to last. No. Or you're not going to last. Yeah, so, I've always said that uh, teaching is one-fourth preparation and three-fourths theater. <laughs> it's it's you, well you think how many actors when
0: they're trying to get their big break they're waiting tables yeah. I mean it's it uh, the world is the stage so is the floor of a restaurant
1: so and so is our classroom it's so is our classroom <laughs> and and really and it's really sales too I mean as much as I didn't want to get into sales now I'm selling, you're selling, uh, selling ideas selling ideas, education you're, you're selling yeah you're selling ex- to motivate kids you
0: know? you're, and you're you're selling experiences yeah. that that. You want them going home just like somebody going home after a play, thinking, "Wow, what a great play that was." Yep. You want you want your kids to go home thinking, "Wow, I, I experienced something. What a, what a great what great theater we had today at school."
1: Oh. Yeah, all those experiences just uh, make us who we are, and uh, we, we don't want to curse any of them. You nope. know? They're all they're all Every, good. Everything. So. everything
0: Everything happens for a reason. You and I are men of faith, and we know that, that, that when we go through things that, some down, we may not see it now, but at some point down the road, that's going to come in handy. Yep. That's, that's going to come in handy.
1: Oh, yeah. There are no accidents. Nope. And that, uh, I'm living proof of that, that I'm teaching right now. Yep. yep. <laughs> yep. How, how can all that <laughs> stuff happen by accident?
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, Tim, thank you, man. I totally appreciate you taking the time. This was uh, this did not disappoint. I I knew it wouldn't, but thank you again.
1: You didn't disappoint me. Well, there we go. (laughs) There we go.
0: So where it's the only
1: it's the only show I'm not going to (laughs) listen (laughs) to. You don't don't have to listen because you lived it.
0: You lived it. Uh, So be able to (laughs) stand. Where can where can listeners? I know that you you are. In multiple places on I'm the out web, there, yeah. how,
1: how, how can listeners find you and connect with you? Uh, the place to start is timbedley.com, just like brentcoley.com. And there and so, we go. <laughs> uh, I have a YouTube channel, tbed63, on YouTube. got uh, over a thousand videos on YouTube. Uh, I've got two podcasts, the Bedley Brothers, and uh, they can get that on iTunes. And soon, hopefully, I will figure out how to get my new podcast on iTunes. Uh, it's called The 5-Minute Mishmash. And it's just five minutes uh, barrage of ideas that I just throw at you for my 29 years of teaching. And it's like, here's a few things. Think about it. Maybe one of those will stick and you can use it with your kids.
0: I And and, and for anyone listening, to that five-minute mismatch is is awesome. I mean, your, your most recent one about... Restaurant how, to, <laughs> how spell restaurant. how do you spell restaurant? And, and I, I'll let you guys go listen to that one. And but I guarantee you, after hearing the story of what you <laughs> you will never spell the word restaurant wrong again. And nor will your students if you share the story with them. So, well, thanks everyone for listening. Totally appreciate it. As as Tim was saying about his podcast, you can find Teaching Tales and iTunes. We're also in Google Play. Uh, you can subscribe there. You can also find us on brentcoley.com on the podcast page if you like what you hear uh would really appreciate it give us a review give us uh some feedback uh if you have any suggestions of people that you'd like to to hear from you can tweet me at brentcoley or uh, email me all my contact info is on the website once again thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time